Welcome to Made For Us, a podcast about the intersection of innovation and inclusion. It's for anyone who's curious about how to develop products that work better for all of us. I'm your host, Tosin Suleiman, a podcaster and former business journalist. Today, I'll be speaking with Vivek Gohill, an accessibility consultant working to improve gaming for people with disabilities. Vivek has Duchenne muscular dystrophy, a condition that causes muscle weakness and wasting. The sound you hear in the background when Vivek pauses is that of his home ventilator on which he's dependent. In our conversation, he talks about the solutions he's found to be able to continue playing video games. And he shares his thoughts on how the gaming industry can be more inclusive. This is the second of two episodes on accessible gaming. If you haven't already, check out last week's interview with McDonaghan, the founder of Special Effect, a charity that's helped Vivek and thousands of disabled gamers. Now here's my interview with Vivek. Hi, Vivek here. I'm a uh, disabled gamer. I've got Duchenne muscular dystrophy, which is like a muscle-wasting condition. So uh, I've using my experiences to... Uh, kind of improve gaming for disabled people, especially people like me, because I've had a lot of issues accessing gaming. And for me, um, even growing up, gaming has been so important to me. It's like been my hobby kind of a lot because there was a lot of times when I was like stuck in bed and didn't have a lot to do. So. Kind of gaming helped me, but about six years ago, when I got a PS4, um, that's when I realized that I, I can't actually use the controller, and I thought the only thing I had to do was give up gaming, which, um, when I gave it up and I, I couldn't game, I actually became really dis- depressed. Like my mom is my mood change and everything because it was only then that I realized how important gaming is. And through that, I tried to find a solution and I found accessibility and realized that there are other disabled gamers that would be having the same trouble as I would and I wouldn't want them to have to give up gaming. It was around this time that Vivek heard about the charity Special Effect. He got in touch with them and they helped him find the right setup after assessing his abilities. But they gave me a controller that was adapted and the buttons were easier to press and the sticks were easier to move. So through that control, I was able to play on my PlayStation 4. So um, it was through kind of a really bad time that I found a way out and it's hard to really say how grateful I am to them but they've really allowed me to be happy and through that I I've, um, I started writing when they gave me magazine Eurogamer like focusing on accessible gaming or just gaming in, in general so I like to elevate people's voices through Kind of my, my writing or my advocacy. Because I work with a few game, game developers and I, I worked on like um, 
Nesting out the Xbox Adaptive Controller when that was released, so it was kind of around that time. That night in 2019 is when I kind of became very involved with accessible gaming. I just wanted to go back to when you actually started gaming. Like, What was it that turned you into a gamer? Uh, well, there's, there's been quite a few times. Because when I was younger and eight, I had a game where they played like Mario Super Mario. And if I would play that, I completed it and found all the secrets and everything. So like, I first enjoyed that kind of gaming, but at that age, I wouldn't have said I was a gamer, just like Mario. But when I was like 11, I went to... Uh, there was a children's hospice I went to, and they... It was in 2001, and they just uh, got... They just had the game Halo. Um, then I, I was playing that all the time, but that's when I thought... When I get home, I need a game console, so after that, I was... Like telling my mom, can I get an Xbox? Just because I wanted to play Halo, so I think it was that I truly realized how how much I loved uh, gaming. In a way, for me at that time, I uh, struggled with a lot of frustration and anger because of my condition. That I couldn't really, I couldn't really physically do a lot. So it, it was a difficult time for me, but gaming is when I was happy and I was able to sometimes forget you're disabled for a bit and just step into another world, be another person. I could just enjoy myself. It was like my coping mechanism. Vivek was nine when he found out he had Duchenne's, a condition that has no cure. Since that time, he says he's progressively lost muscle function in his arms and legs, but he still has strength in his hands. I got diagnosed a bit later, later than normal, because I was misdiagnosed with a different condition. And the other condition, there was a cure for it. But when I was nine, I found out I got to shed and like there's no treatment, so I think that was very difficult because I was always losing like muscle function, like I couldn't walk. My arms were still alright when I was up till thirty, then they kind of became weaker and weaker. And then uh, about five years ago, I, I wear this ventilator all the time because. My breathing muscles are weak, so I need, like, assistance with uh, breathing. But at the minute, my hands, my fingers, they have function. There's not full function. But because I'm so used to holding the controller, my hands are quite strong in that position, and um, they're, like, fused into the position Oh, a controller, so, so I'm um, still able to do stuff with my hands, which I can use a mouse as well, so it's just uh, preserving my hand function that 
is important, so I do a lot of physio on them. So, like, I have to maintain that, so... No, I'll never get stronger, but you can pre- pre- you can preserve what, what you have. But mentally, it has been very difficult, because, like, uh, it's just... It's just a difficult disease when you're a teenager because there's a lot of things that you want to do, but you know, but I wasn't really able, so it's that, it's that frustration that's, that's hard to deal with. But at the minute, because of my life and like what I do, I'm very happy with my, my world at the minute because I'm able to do something that I enjoy. And also it helps other people. Thank you for sharing that. I was just curious to know a little bit more about what adjustments you've had to make to be able to play games. Yeah, so the main thing that had to be adapted for me is uh, the, the controller. I have to have a PS4 controller because... My hands are I'm used to that shape. So with the PS4, the buttons need to be lighter. And the sticks need to be a bit more sensitive. I've also got switch ports in my control. So if I need a switch somewhere else, I'm able to kind of use that. And also I've got a stand that I rest my controller on so I don't have to hold it at the same time as moving my fingers because doing that at the same time is a big struggle so if it's held it's a lot easier for me and I also have to use sponges to elevate my hands to the right position and also how I game is I've got this device which is a Titan 2 it allows me to use any controller on any console, so that means I could use my setup, but also through Titan 2, I can write, I can code uh, accessibility features into it if the game doesn't have it, so I can remap buttons, I can create my own combos of buttons, so kind of that's how I gave it. Uh, I'm able to give quite well because of my hardware is correct. I did want to ask you about game developers. You've had the opportunity to test lots of games. What would you say in terms of the way that games are developed? Who's getting it right? I think with game development, yeah, it's a big topic, but at the minute people that are a lot of games are understanding accessibility. And in a way, sometimes it isn't about the settings itself. It's about how the company interact and utilize disabled games. Like how do they do they talk to us? Do uh, you have like an accessibility department? Because it's difficult to make uh, games accessible if... You're not talking to the people that you're making the game accessible for because 
a lot of the settings we live with it so we do know a lot more than the developers and contacting us is good because uh, because what needs to happen is accessible design where the whole design process is focused on making the game as easy as to play it. not just for disabled people but generally for everyone, because there's a lot of those kind of settings that would help everybody, but it's how do you uh, how do you access that knowledge? But I would say a lot of PlayStation developers in Xbox, um, they're very uh, open to accessibility. They have improved it a lot, and it's not just uh, AAA developers, it's even like indie developers, a little developers, because with accessibility, it doesn't mean a game's really accessible if it has millions of accessibility settings. It could be just one simple setting that makes a game easier to play, so it's, it's less about the quantities, more about the quality. And also, what disabled gamers want is information about the game and the accessibility at the beginning, so we can make an informed decision if we want to buy the game or not, without kind of buying it, then realizing it's not really accessible. Because I think they need to understand that they can make more money if they make a lot, if they can make their game inclusive. Vivek's advice to game developers? Think about accessibility from the start and include people with disabilities in the design process. I think sometimes there are developers that have been doing, I mean, making games the same way for so long that Maybe change is difficult for them. Uh, I think for me, what it is, I I think it's because they haven't seemed to work with disabled people in a way because they they would know that like the modern way of doing it is to use disabled consultants in the game and to think about game design in a completely different way because some developers think that accessibility means um, doing putting settings making accessibility settings and putting it in last as like an add-on rather than integrating it from the beginning no game, game development it's harder to put accessibility settings in if you do it that way, but I think some developers are kind of behind the times, I think. I'm not saying they're bad, but it's just I don't think they, they're, they're kind of they're a bit archaic now. 
As an accessibility consultant, Vivek has worked with companies like Sony and Microsoft, advising on the design of the PlayStation Access Controller, which just launched in December, and the Xbox Adaptive Controller, which was released in 2018. Yeah, well, what I did with the Xbox Adaptive Controller, it was like, it's a controller by Xbox that can plug a lot of switches into it, so then you could use the controller in... In a way that's accessible to you, so I, I sometimes uh, collect a switch and put it on the table that I gave on, so it kind of gives people the opportunity to make their own setup without kind of having to spend that much money. So with the Xbox Adaptive Control, it's like... They designed it with disabled gamers and they kind of provided something that we would actually use. It's not always perfect because there's always going to be some some disabled person that still can't play using the adaptive controller, but at least... um, it helps the most disabled gamers because we shouldn't be excluded, really. How did it make you feel knowing that you know, people like yourself were part of the design process? I think it's, it's, it's good for our voices to, to be heard because we do know a lot more information about being a disabled it feels like um, accessibility has become something more mainstream. It's not just a niche area anymore. So I think that that's what I feel. It put like accessibility on the map. And since then, what would you say have been the the main developments in accessibility when it comes to gaming? Yes, well, I, I would say that like games like The Last of Us Part Two and God of War Ragnarok, they really did revolutionize accessibility because the way they integrated it into the game was was really, really well done and a lot of the options even surprised me as a gamer with disability, like in The Last of Us, they had, if you were aiming in the game, the time would slow down so that allowed me to enjoy the game a lot more because that game, if you miss a shot, you die because the zombies are like really, really difficult and stuff. So, so like those kind of settings, they definitely design it with disabled people. And also, like God of War, it had the best kind of um, a lot of the settings there allowed me to enjoy the game without. A lot of stress also because they thought very deeply about how they could adapt the controls in the game. 
you allow accessibility setting. And what about the way um, disabled people are represented in games? Well, yeah, I think with with that, there's still um, not as representative as uh, we would have wanted. Uh, there's not been too many disabled um, characters. So in the Spider-Man game, there was a female character who was deaf. So we've had representation there but there's not a lot of representatives of, of people uh, like me in a wheelchair or a power wheelchair it's improving but uh, it's fairly slow well there was one game I was, I was working on and the main character, she she was disabled. But it was a small indie game that like people may not have heard of. Whereas I think we need representation in bigger AAA games where a lot of people will know about it and recognize it. Because I have always thought that. Yeah, I think the story in games or TV series, I I find them slightly boring because it's, it's been done before. But if there was disabled characters, we'd bring another flavor to the story. And it could be very, very interesting for able-bodied people to kind of experience so I would like to see the future game with the main character who's in the wheelchair because that that like really make me feel represented in games because if the real world has disabled people in it then why would a world in a game not have disabled people either? That was Vivek Gohill, an accessibility consultant and writer. You'll find details of how to follow him in the show notes. If you enjoyed the episode, please do share it with a friend or colleague. And it would be great if you could rate the podcast wherever you're listening. I'm Tosin Suleiman. Thank you for joining me on Made For Us.